so critically acclaimed. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast. I'm Laura, and I know we've been going pretty strong with doing a TV show every week, but it's time to change things up. So in case you haven't noticed from my pretty recent activity on TikTok or Instagram, we're still going to stay on TV shows this week, but we're just going to be talking about quite a few, and that is quite a few Disney Channel shows from the early 2000s. Now, I know in the past when I make lists of shows or movies I usually give the synopsis of the show and don't really talk about like my opinions really it's just you know like who's in it when it aired blah 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 but since majority of these shows are extremely well known and everyone has seen them instead I'm going to be sharing my opinions and just things I distinctly remember about these shows also to switch things up this list will be ranked in particular order from my least favorites to my most favorites um also just summing it up that This list is only going to include shows that I have actually watched a good majority of it. And so before I get into the list, I want to mention some of the shows that I either didn't watch or I don't remember as well. So I'm not going to be including them on the list. And I just wanted to let you guys know in case, you know, you were holding out hope, like listening for them and where they'd fall. So I am 22 years old and I probably stopped watching Disney Channel around 2012-2013. So obviously anything that is currently airing on Disney Channel, I don't watch and it's not going to be on this list. Um, And then there's quite a few other shows that people might assume are on the list, but they aren't just because for various reasons. So here we go. First up, The Proud Family. I don't really remember that much of the show because it was 2001-2005, so a little too early and before my time. But I know, I mean, like, obviously I was alive, but before, like, I actually remember watching the shows and, like, remember the plot line and stuff. I know the theme song, and I've seen a few episodes here and there, but I don't really remember, like the general like thing that happened on the show and like enough to really be like oh I love this episode and this episode um I'd have to say the same for even Stevens um it was also a little bit before my time but it was a classic it was 2000 to 2003 so I was five years old when it ended I know the characters though and like the main story of like their family um but I do love the even Stevens movie and have definitely seen some of the episodes of the show but again I just don't have like distinct episodes that I remember and I'm a big Christy Carlson Romano fan um, but we'll talk about her with another show later. Also, Phil of the Future, it was 2004 to 2006, so I'm not really sure why I didn't watch that one because it was kind of in my prime of watching Disney Channel. Um, Again, I know the premise and I've probably seen a few episodes, but I definitely don't remember much about it other than like the fact that he's from the future and all that. Um, But I did love playing the Phil of the Future games on the Disney Channel website. Um, There was one in particular, if anyone else remembers, like there were these gadgets and I guess it was for the time machine or his like um shuttle like not space shuttle but whatever futuristic shuttle that had um them end up in the year they ended up in and it was like moving around all the gadgets to make them click into place I don't know but I was obsessed with the Disney Channel website I would go on like all the time um and they were such great like such great um 
games. So I'm going to like, as I go through these lists, I'm going to mention the ones I remember playing because there were so many. Um, and honestly, like every once in a while, if I'm, if I'm bored, I'll try and like find some of the old, um, like games to play online because the website's no longer, I mean, it's active, but there are like very few games and they're obviously only with like the more recent shows. Like they don't have any of the old ones, which is such a shame because they were so amazing. Um, so I'm just going to pop in that throughout this episode for more nostalgia. Um, okay, I'm probably going to get some hate for this, but Phineas and Ferb, um, I know every word of the theme song and the premise of the show and how Candace is always trying to catch her brothers, but I really wasn't into it and didn't really watch any of the episodes, probably because it was animated, but then again, there are other shows that I've watched that were animated that I love, so I don't know. I just wasn't into Phineas and Ferb. Um, but my favorite website game was the snow machine one where like they build a snow machine and you have to bounce little snowballs off like a trampoline and build this mountain. Love that game. Speaking of animated, also Lilo and Stitch isn't on the list. It's 2003 to 2006, a little bit before my time, but again, I didn't watch it religiously. I do remember watching some episodes absolutely love the video game on the website where you were like prepping for Lilo's birthday or something it was like a scavenger hunt and also the sandwich one where you had to like you know move around and collect all the falling food items and build sandwiches love that one and that's the one I actually play the most frequently now if I'm bored um I love that one you can still find it online um okay Then the following shows all kind of fall in the same category where I watched a few episodes but don't remember much. And these are a lot of them are like uh, animated. So we have Dave the Barbarian, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers, The Replacements, Emperor's New School, American Dragon, Jake Long, and The Buzz on Maggie. Um, Those were all animated. I watched a few episodes here and there. I might have like just triggered some people because they forgot a lot of these shows existed, but you're welcome in case I did. Best video game was Buzz on Maggie. There was one where like she was, you know, she was just moving across the water and jumping from leaves to leaves, collecting um, like coins or something. I don't know. I loved that game. Okay, then the very, like, very last few. This is a big one that I was going back and forth and if I wanted to put on the list, but I figured that I felt like I didn't know it as well as I know a lot of the other shows, so I decided not to put it on the list, and that's Lizzie McGuire. This was before my time, again, 2001, 2004, so I was six years old when it ended. I still remember some of the episodes, and I really want to watch the whole thing on Disney+. Plus. My favorite episodes that I can remember were the Picture Day episode and the one with Aaron Carter. Um, like I think it was like singing a hol- it was a holiday episode. I think. Um, also, just a fun fact about Lizzie McGuire: there was gonna be another Lizzie McGuire movie. You know, in addition to the original in Italy, which I love, um, and another show about Lizzie in high school. But because of financial disagreements between Disney Channel and Hilary Duff's team, um, they didn't happen. But again, there was another spinoff show that was supposed to happen called What's Stevie Thinking? And it was going to be about Miranda's younger sister, Stevie, who was going to be played by Selena Gomez. And they like air- they um, filmed the pilot, but it just never aired for some reason. But there is still going to be that new Lizzie McGuire coming out eventually that um, follows Lizzie at the age of 30. And it was supposed to be on Disney+, Plus, but then there were like all sorts of complications because... I think there was plot lines in the story of Lizzie McGuire that didn't 
because it's supposed to be on Disney Plus that didn't like um, match the Disney image and they were kind of worried about it. Like I think there was something to do with like cheating um, where like someone was cheating on somebody else in like a relationship and they just didn't find that to be like Disney friendly. But honestly, I find this very ironic because my friend told me about the show Andy Mac. So I think Andy Mac is either currently or it was pretty recently on the Disney Channel. I did not watch it, but I remember it was like um very it was very progressive primarily because I knew there was like an openly gay character amongst the kids. Um and I I thought that was like the big deal of Andy Mac, but apparently my friend told me that the plot line of Andy Mac is that she's like 13 years old and in like the very first episode or something her sister comes back home and she finds out that her sister is actually her mom. So her mom like her sister her mom who's pretending to be her sister had Andy Mack at like as a teenager so like teen pregnancy that's like a huge deal for Disney so it's kind of weird that Disney would shy away from like a cheating in a relationship because I feel like that's not as dramatic as teen pregnancy um but I know that there's like Hillary Duff is really pushing for the show and they're starting to get into production I think I think they're like looking for potentially other like um networks maybe maybe Hulu to pick it up I don't know so we can hold out hope hopefully it's gonna happen Okay, after Lizzie McGuire, then there's some other shows that I know by name, didn't really watch. Um, Casey Undercover, obviously, I know Zendaya was in it, but I was too old for it. I didn't do it. I know Olivia Holt and Austin North from Outer Banks were in it, but I didn't watch it. Dog with a Blog wasn't, I didn't watch any of that. Austin and Allie, I think I've probably seen like maybe an episode or two with my younger cousins. Um, And I know that's probably going to be like some people who are a little bit younger might be upset about that one because everyone loves Austin and Allie or something, but I didn't watch it. And then the only last show that I was definitely way too old to watch but I watched some episodes here and there was Liv and Maddie. I watched it because I thought Diggy was hot and it was cute that him and Dove Cameron were like together in real life, which feels like forever ago when they were engaged. Um, But obviously now she's with Thomas and all that. But also kudos to Dove Cameron for playing both Liv and Maddie because she was really out here making me think that they were real twins. Like her voice distinctions were super incredible. Um, Okay, so I know that was like, on its own list and I'm sorry that it might have gotten boring um, but those are all the shows that I'm not going to be talking about and ranking so now we're going to start the list ranking in at number 13 is Girl Meets World now Again, I will acknowledge I was too old to be watching the Disney Channel at this time in my life because I I was probably like 16, maybe 17, but I watched Girl Meets World because I watched Boy Meets World growing up, and obviously I knew the same actors were going to be there. It was Corey and Topanga all grown up, married with kids, and their parents and friends were going to come into the show at some point, so I was solely watching it you know, for the references, the parallels to the original, the guest appearances, all that. And so I thought those definitely like fulfilled my like need for it, but the show otherwise was absolute trash. Every single episode tried to incorporate a lesson like the original did with like Feeny always teaching Topanga and Corey and Sean everything. But in Girl Meets World, it was so much more forced that I was just like, I can't, it's so cringy how like how forceful they're being. Um, 
especially when it came to you know like Riley trying to figure out who she was and like they they made that whole love triangle because Maya and Riley were struggling in their friendships and struggling to find out who they really were and I just thought it was it was so hard to watch um and the only thing I really liked about Girl Meets World was Josh and Maya and I would have liked to see that through um okay number 12 is Ant Farm for some reason, I didn't love this show. I don't remember how it ends, which I'm going to end up saying a lot for some of these episodes because I think I just got older and I stopped watching them. And I mentioned last week in the Secret Life episode um, that like The Secret Life was like one of the very first shows that I watched religiously. And I feel like on Disney, and I said though on Disney Channel, I'm sure there were some. But honestly, now that I went back and looked through a lot of these, I feel like there was maybe five, less than five shows that I actually watched in its entirety entirety um and I don't think Ant Farm was one of them I I really might not have watched the entire thing um because I just I don't know I I just lost interest I guess but I don't really have too many overall opinions about the show other than knowing I don't like it maybe I just didn't have any way of relating to the characters or they weren't my favorite so Ant Farm just comes in at 12 Okay, then we have uh, number 11 is Jesse. It's a bit controversial, especially now with how, like, the internet's hating on Debbie Ryan and how trashy it is and everything. I don't know, like, Radio Rebel, all that stuff. But when I was watching Jesse, I actually really liked it, um, especially at the beginning because of Cameron Boyce. I loved Luke. I thought it was so cool how he was a great dancer and they included aspects of that in his character and how he, you know, he like was into Jesse and that kind of reminded me of like Zach with Maddie and the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Um, and so I loved his character on the show. So of course it was obviously heartbreaking when Cameron Boyce passed away last year. And I have since seen Descendants 3, his last project, and the dedication to everything was just spectacular. Um, and it's it's literally beyond sad. Um, but other than that, again, pretty sure I did not finish the series because I got too old. I do like the theme song, and I'm, I'm just guilty of that. And I remember, like, never fast-forwarding it. I don't know. I just liked it for some reason. Um, and... The best thing that I can remember about Jesse, which I only learned pretty recently because of like the Easter egg, someone suggested that there was an episode where Mr. Mosby guest starred on Jesse and, you know, he references Sweet Life because of Debbie Ryan and that was, that was great. It was a nice like, um, paying homage to where she came from and everything. But again, like there's so much of Jesse I don't remember, like how Jesse almost got married and all this aspect. And then of course there's like Bunked, which is kind of a spin-off of the show. I know nothing about it other than like some of the characters from Jesse are in it and it takes place at camp. Um, but I've never watched that. Okay. Then we have number 10, um, My Babysitter is a Vampire. This was a short-lived show, but it was honestly pretty good. I remember watching this with my brother, and we were super into it. I also feel like it's one of the very few shows, if not only show, where the movie actually came out first. Like, most of these shows all have Disney Channel original movies, like, associated with them, but they usually came out, like, after the show aired um and like you know the show is a success so they're like oh let's make a movie out of it but this one it was the reverse and that the movie by the same name my babysitter's vampire came out and it was pretty cool and, and like i guess it did well so they're like oh let's make a show out of it 
Um, and so I thought then it was cool because they actually have something to do with each other. Like here you learn how, um, I don't remember her name, but Vanessa Morgan's character becomes a vampire and then how she gets involved with these other characters and in the high school and everything. Whereas like in other DCOMs that are associated with shows, they usually don't have anything to do with each other, mainly because they come out after the show finished airing, you know, like, um, the Sweet Life movie came out after Sweet Life on Deck was over, and they have, like, nothing to do with each other other than, like, the characters being the same, um, or, like, Good Luck Charlie, I think, um, so I just think that it was really cool because, you know, it could kind of see how the stories, like, mesh together a little bit, and then I know a lot of people were upset when this got canceled. Again, I don't really remember how it ended, but I definitely remember it being a good one and one I enjoyed. Okay, number nine has to be Shake It Up. I remember this show a lot more than the others I've mentioned so far. I totally remember first seeing, you know, Zendaya and Bella Thorne and their wild outfits and Gunta and Tinka and the dances were so fun and so cool. I, of course, remember the first episode when, like, they audition and originally Zendaya was the one that was nervous and then, of course, Bella Thorne freaks out and gets nervous um, herself. I also remember the episode where they had to eat, like, the giant meatball or something um, in order to, like, pay for their meal or they challenge themselves or something. There were also so many good songs with this show, like... Um, some of mine is, some of my favorites are like TTYL, XOX, something to dance for mashup. Like that was great. It was legendary. Also the watch me do me music video was everything. I was obsessed with their neon outfits and everything. It was so cool. Um, but again, I don't remember how shake it up ends. So I'm just going to leave that there. Okay. Number eight, this one was epic because it was, Jonas and it is um all about the Jonas Brothers but again honestly I don't really remember too much of the plot or the songs or if I even finished the show I do remember shipping Nick with Macy and Joe with Chelsea Stubbs character and I remember they lived in like a former firehouse station I think because they had the firehouse pole and I remember that like in the school there was this glass box or some kind of like something inside their school that had a greenhouse or something. I don't know if anyone else remembers that. Again, not too much I remember, but I'm pretty sure I enjoyed it. Um, And a fun fact that I recently learned about Jonas that I put in a TikTok video, but in case you don't follow me, I'll share it here. But they were going to make the show originally about um, brothers who are living double lives as spies. And the show's name, Jonas, stood for Junior Operatives Networking as Spies, which is hilarious. And I could totally have seen, like, the Jonas Brothers in, like, their realm and, like, especially Kevin and, like, just kind of his character from Camp Rock, like, that would have been really funny to see them as spies. Um, okay, and then number seven, we have Sunny with a Chance. So we're getting into more of the top-tier Disney. Now, to be honest, I didn't love Sunny with a Chance. Of course, it launched Demi Lovato, um, so I had to like put it in like towards the like top of the list but I remember thinking like a good majority of the show was kind of stupid like I didn't enjoy the skits on like the so random aspect and Mystic Falls um was it Mystic Falls I don't know I may be thinking Mystic Falls from like uh what's it called oh it was Mackenzie Falls okay because I'm like Mystic Falls is Vampire Diaries um But I didn't enjoy the skits too much. I preferred, like, the actual lives of the characters. So when they did the whole Sunny and Chad Dylan Cooper stuff, that was legendary. Loved it. 
Also, with that being said, I didn't watch So Random because, again, it didn't have Demi Lovato and its primary focus was the skits, which I couldn't care less about. Um, We'll say, again, I don't remember how Sunny with a Chance ends. Um, And I have to talk about my favorite website game because I didn't, I don't think, like, the last few ones I didn't play, like, I mentioned that I was going to pop them in here and there, but there were no website games that I played for Girl Meets World, Ant Farm, Jesse, My Babysitter's Vampire, Shake It Up, Jonas, didn't play any of those. Sunny with a Chance, my favorite one, there was, like, a scavenger hunt-like one where you had to, like, go around the entire set and warehouse and studio collecting all the items for a skit, and you had to do it within a certain amount of time, and each level, obviously, was a new skit. Um, The amount of time that I spent on this game, like, trying to beat it was astronomical I literally sat there and played this game over and over again and I remember it gave me like such joy but frustration at the same time and like I'm still haunted I think by like the music part of the game um like the background music that played because it would stress me out when I was like I only had a few minutes left or something to find the items I totally remember this like to a t it's scary okay we're back with number six is Kim Possible We're just going to start epic theme song, like epic. Just going to start with that. I mean, there's, it's so great. It's so great. So Christy Carlson Romano is the voice of Kim Possible, and she is one of my favorite Disney stars. She's Disney royalty between even Stevens, Cadet Kelly, and Kim Possible. I've mentioned her before when we did DCOMs a while back um, and rom-coms, but I'm just going to say it again that if you're in need of some good throwback like Disney nostalgia content, you should check out her YouTube channel because she does great videos that either are like reaction videos with other like Disney or Nickelodeon or childhood stars like reacting to their um like famous work. So like for instance, there's one of like her and Drew Seeley watching another Cinderella story and him reacting to it. She also does um like a lot of cooking videos. So she even did one with her co-star from um Kim Possible who plays Ron and they made like um nachos and like the bueno nacho whatever um so it's great highly recommend but kim possible is definitely my favorite animated show obviously but i don't even consider it animated like i just think of it as a regular show and come into comparison all these other ones because it's just as great to be completely honest i don't remember a good majority of the episodes but i remember enough um to have it on the list like, Ron and Kim's relationship was great. Also, love the puns with their last names. Ron Stoppable and Kim Possible just, like, really match their personalities. Obviously, the cheerleaders at school, the epic catchphrases, like, what's the sitch? Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. That notification sound that's like, dun 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 Like, when I hear people, people make that um, their ringtone. And I'm like, if I hear that as someone's ringtone, I'm like, all right, we can be friends because you have taste. Um, and it's just epic. I really can't say enough um, how much I love this show. The villains were so great. I mean, the great, like, the commentary and writing for their jokes was so, so funny. Also, fun fact, in case you're wondering, the voice of Shigo is actually um, in, I recognized her from a few projects, but the thing I most, like, well-known I remember her from is in Blackish, the neighbor who is like blonde and constantly comes over and is like, you know, um, annoying the annoying the um the family and everything. She is the voice of Shigo, in case you were watching Blackish and her voice sounded familiar. She plays Shigo. And then um 
I loved the decoms associated with. There was like um, a stitch in time and so the drama. Those were great. I liked a stitch in time better, just saying. And I have to talk about website games because Kim Possible was like a, was a great one on the Disney Channel website. I played the game that was associated with the Disney Channel original movie, A Stitch in Time, and where it's like you have toddler Kim and then teenage Kim and then normal aged Kim where, um, you know, she's like going around like you're in the kindergarten classroom and then you're in um, like on some I don't know some mountain or something and you're you're trying to collect like what looks like these beanie baby toys but I loved that one I also loved the one where you had to get Kim dressed for her different missions um that was cool and of course probably my favorite though was the one with um Rufus the naked mole rat in the bueno nacho where you're like building all the nacho orders that was so fun and lastly fun fact about Kim Possible the actress who plays Chelsea in That's So Raven was actually offered the role of Kim Possible first before Christy Carlson Morano, but she turned it down in order to be on That's So Raven, which, you know, I'm kind of glad about because, one, we got Chelsea in That's So Raven and we got Christy Carlson Romano as Kim Possible. Okay, number five is Good Luck Charlie. This is probably the last show on Disney Channel that I watched a majority of it and it was probably one of the last good shows if I'm being completely honest like I think Austin and Allie came out right around like this time after Good Luck Charlie and that started the decline for me because then like Dog with a Blog came out and all these other ones like Good Luck Charlie I think was like the end of the prime time golden era that was Disney Channel in the early 2000s and I mean everybody can agree with that I did a TikTok video for like the Mad at Disney song that has been trending lately and I kept going back and forth because I wanted to be original and I ended up going with the glow ups aspect like I was mad at Disney for all the glow ups because literally every single person on the Disney Channel is beautiful now. Um, not that they were beautiful before. It was just like they're even more and it's just so drastic. Um, but I was toying with the idea of saying like I'm mad at Disney for um, like I was going to be like, oh, everyone else is using this sound to point out how like Disney gave them false expectations about like boys and relationships and friendships and life and solving problems and all that. Meanwhile, I'm mad at Disney for not giving the current generation the great content that I grew up with in the early 2000s because it's elite and has never been the same. And that's a fact beyond words. But OK, back to good luck, Charlie. Going to start with my favorite character, Gabe, period. Everything about him, he is amazing. He had the best lines. He was the funniest, hands down the best. Also, I kind of loved his relationship with Sabrina Carpenter. I forgot his name. It was like Bradley Perry, I think. Him and Sabrina Carpenter dated for a little bit, and I thought they were super cute. My close second favorite character, though, has to be Amy Duncan. She's hilarious. And I've been seeing a lot of um, clips like on TikTok or Instagram where there are these like jokes from the show that were just, you know, went way over my head as a kid. And now like rewatching it, it's like, wow, I get it now. And that just shows like the beauty of like the double coding that the writers did on the show. And in general, it's, it's amazing. Also, I just like the premise of the show and how like crazy that Charlie is now like a teenager. And it's, it's super scary when you see how old she is. Love Bridget Mendler, great singer, has some awesome songs um obviously lemonade mouth i mean yes also just have to point out that 
Bob Duncan's physical transformation on the show is mind-blowing, and we're here for it. It's just really funny. Um, and I, I feel like there's so many so many jokes that come out of Good Luck Charlie, um, but I really like that one. Okay, number four, we got Wizards of Waverly Place, another elite show. Loved all the different spells and crazy things that happened on this show. I loved how, like, supernatural it got, but also, like, stayed pretty normal sometimes at least. Like, at the same, like it was kind of weird. Like, obviously, it was supernatural because they're wizards and you had, like, vampires and werewolves and angels. But then at the same time, she's just, like, going to high school and dealing with normal problems. Um but I didn't realize until now that both Bridget Mendler and Haley Kiyoko were wizards, were in Wizards um, of Waverly Place, and then they both did Lemonade Mouth. I mean, it's not too uncommon because, well, it's Disney and there's always a lot of overlap, but I'm just realizing that now and I wanted to tell you guys about that. Um, I did think there was one super weird storyline that I totally forgot about. But when Max, like, do you guys remember, like, when Max turned himself into Maxine? So, like, Jake T. Austin wasn't on the show for a little bit and instead was replaced with Bailey Madison? Like, that was super random. And we all just, like, went with it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So I'm like, I totally forgot that that happened. Um, Also, I just wanted to poll you guys and ask, I mean, it's not a poll, but, like, I need help here. Somebody wrote on one of my TikToks with the Easter eggs that there is a Wizards of Waverly Place reference in the show Faking It um, because Greg Sulkin, who played the werewolf Mason in Wizards of Waverly Place, also stars in the the MTV show Faking It. So I tried to find it, but I can't find it. So if anyone knows, like, which episode it was in like let me know i tried looking up like halloween thinking it might have something to do with like a werewolf costume but i couldn't find anything so please if someone knows like dm me because i would love to put that in an easter egg um video also some some of my favorite episodes that i remember the giant pimple episode on justin's head i specifically remember that episode because lucy hale guest starred um also the crazy 10 minute sale which i'm pretty sure was the very first episode that was one of my favorites and like gg and they then there's that other episode where they go to tea and like someone ends up swinging from a chandelier i think those are always fun i also loved harper's crazy outfits um justin and juliet should have ended up together also, I was kind of on Team Dean for Alex, and I wish that they worked out, but Mason's okay too. Um, and of course, we gotta end with like the legendary crazy funky junkie hat. I mean, what's that? A hat, a crazy junkie funky hat, overslept, hair and tidy, trying to look like here and nightly. We've been there, we've done that, we see right through your funky hat. The amount of times that me and my friends did this when we were younger, out of this world. Um, fun fact though, also about Wizards of Waverly Place, Joe Jonas, he auditioned to be Justin Russo, but he didn't get the part. Look at that. Could you imagine also, I just was thinking about that. What would have happened had Joe Jonas ended up on Wizards of Waverly Place? Because I need, I remind you, there were a lot of rumors over the years and stuff about potential dating um dating happening between selena gomez and david henry who played justin um because it was like oh my god they're siblings on on tv but like maybe they're dating there was a lot of rumors so like what would have happened if joe jonas was justin i wonder do you think like selena would have dated joe instead of dating nick hmm that would have been very very interesting um yeah, that's all I have to say about Wizards Away Really Place. Okay, number three, guys. I'm getting so excited as we get near the top. Number three is That's So Raven. 
I don't remember if I've actually seen the very first episode of That's a Raven or if I even like watched it from the beginning since it was 2003 to 2007. So I was five years old when it started, um, which means I probably started watching That's a Raven in the middle or at least like saw the earlier episodes on reruns or something. But I definitely want to watch it from like all the way through on Disney Plus. So I need to do that at some point. But I'm really trying to be good and only watch shows that I haven't um seen before so in case you guys wanted an update i said a few weeks ago that i started re-watching one tree hill i've stopped i've only watched like 10 episodes maybe of season one and i've i've moved on to start um a show that i like haven't seen i finished you and now i'm watching felicity so you know i'm, I'm really proud of myself for that um but that's a raven so great i mean the theme song was amazing raven simone absolutely love her some of my favorite episodes for That's So Raven and the ones that I just remember the most. And I'm really surprised because I kept I started writing some and then I'm like, I remember another one, another one. I'm like, wow, I'm really surprised with how much I remember. There's the Halloween one where Raven and Chelsea get like turned into cows, which is hilarious. Um, then the one with the boys in motion boy band, they're like, we are the boys in motion. We give you our devotion. Like, I loved that one. That was so fun. Um, and also the guy who plays Felix in um, One Tree Hill slash Penn from Bring It On Into Win It is in um, that episode of That's a Raven. So there's that. Also, the one where Eddie and Chelsea are like learning salsa dancing or something and they're partners. But Raven, you know, has a vision that they're dating because they're like uh, she sees a vision that they're hiding something from her. So she assumes that they're dating and they're hiding that from her. That was a good episode because um, I, I distinctly remember like the the promo for that episode. Also, the one the episode where like they put stinky cheese, a big block of stinky cheese in the vents um, in the school. That one was really funny. And that was such a classic Disney Channel thing of like every single show. Someone someone crawled in the vents at some point. I'm like, how is this so common? You know, I just thought that's funny. Also, there was one where they get a new cafeteria in um, the school and they have all this like food, like all this like insane, yummy, huge food. And um, Chelsea is like super against it and trying to convince Raven and Eddie that it's bad for them. They shouldn't be eating them. Um, and eventually like they come around. But by far, my favorite episode was when Corey, like, teams up with, like, these renovators and is surprising Raven by redoing her bedroom. And she's, like, really afraid, thinking that he is going to, like, give her something super weird and not something she's going to like at all. But it ends up being, like, the most beautiful thing ever. And I posted on my Instagram story a few days ago, like, um, this one post that had a compilation of all like the girls bedrooms from all these shows and literally I pointed out three of them that were my favorite so there was this episode with Raven um when Raven sees it and then the Hannah Montana one was great also and the iCarly one so for me I feel like it's also like the idea that it's renovations are happening and then there's a big reveal so the Hannah Montana one was when in season four they moved to the new house and um they transform I think like the barn or guest house or something into like Lily and ha and Miley's like area and it has the Hannah closet of course and it was so pretty um and then also though I think the iCarly one is like I think I like the Raven that's a Raven one then iCarly then Hannah Montana but the iCarly one was so insane when um like Spencer got 
Carly this um, gummy bear lamp or something, but it ended up being like, um, it ended up being flam, not flamboyant. (laughs) It caught on fire. And so then her whole room burned down. And so he completely like um, changed, he completely renovated it and it was so cool. And there was like that little like coffee table with like the fake water and little boats in it. And there was like an ice cream sandwich looking bench. And then the of course the gummy bear um, flame retardant um, like chandelier it was super cool. But I'll talk more about iCarly because I'm gonna do Nick shows at some point for sure. Um, because you know I just realized that Nick is so great too. There's so much to talk about. But yes, that was my favorite. That's a Raven episode. Sorry, tangent. I tried watching Raven's Home, um, which was the new spinoff of it with like Raven and Chelsea are like adults and they have kids and they're living together and growing and like raising their kids together. But I just I just couldn't get it. I couldn't get into it. It just didn't do it for me. Um, Speaking of other spinoffs, though, there was Corey in the House, of course. I remember like watching it and I remember some of the characters and the premise, but I don't really remember any of the storylines. Um, but I only recently remembered the theme song through TikTok and hearing it like on a bunch of TikTok videos. And like, honestly, the theme song was so great. It slapped so hard. It was amazing. Um, and then fun fact about That's a Raven. Apparently, there was going to be a movie spinoff about Raven starting her own fashion line in Paris. But she was too busy with like concerts, I would imagine, with like the Cheetah Girls. Um, So she didn't do it, which that's sad because I would have loved to see that. Okay, number two, we have reached the top tier of Disney shows. And number two is Hannah Montana. There is way too much to say about Hannah Montana. So let's go. Um... We're going to start with, I mean, there's the songs, the costumes, the icon that was born from this show, and the way that this show took over the lives of eight-year-old girls everywhere was insane, guys. I mean, we have to talk about the show, but we also have to talk about the the spectacle that was Hannah Montana. So, of course, in the show, I loved everything about it. I will say it was weird for the last season how they, like, changed the name to Hannah Montana forever and they moved to a different house. I have to say that was probably something to do with, like, the rule change in Disney Channel. So, apparently, there was, like, a golden rule that no show could have more than 65 episodes. So, usually, that meant, like, three seasons. And then they changed it, like, early in... um they changed it on like early in the 2000s. I want to say 2004, but I'm not entirely sure. But if it was 2004, that was years before Hannah Montana because Hannah Montana aired 2006. I distinctly remember the first episode aired on my brother's birthday and it aired right after Cowbells premiered. Um, it was an epic night, guys. Two, March 24th, 2006. Um, but I remember that. So I think maybe the Hannah Montana Forever thing had to do with like, you know, they usually only do three seasons. This was the fourth season. Um, It was changing all that. But I remember like they moved to a different house and the show kind of changed a bit. Like, you know, um, Miley got extensions. I remember she had super long hair that season. Um, So I didn't completely love it. But there were some fun things in that season that I could get behind. Some of my favorite episodes of Hannah Montana are... 
In the very first episode where we meet Jake Ryan, he comes to Miley's school, and at the same time, Hannah is filming a show with him, and they have to, like, kiss, and I love that whole episode because, you know, we first are introduced to their, like, relationship. Then, of course, the episode where Miley finally reveals to Jake that she's Hannah, um, that was great. One of the best ones, though, of course, is when Miley can't remember, like, all of the bones, and so she makes up the um, song to study for her test, and it was mainly a great episode because of the bone dance song. So, like, of course, then in, like, middle school when we're all learning the human bones, we're like, we're doing the bone dance. Yeah, it was it was epic. Um, also, I don't remember what was happening with Miley in this episode, but whatever episode had cheese jerky hands down the best. I'm sorry, but it was like the greatest thing ever. Oh, you got the cheese with the jerky. It's not kosher. Detective Schwartz is going to go on with Sugana. I lost it. Absolutely lost it. Um, and the whole rap, like I'm the man who got the cheese. I'm the man who got the jerky. You put it all together and dude, it really worky cheese. Jer- okay. I'm sorry. I know you guys don't want to hear me rap, but I just have to, it's, it's my childhood. It's amazing. Um, Other ones I love, the one where Miley tries to get her dad to buy her something she actually likes for her birthday instead of that sweater that has, like, the cat on it. Um, And I remember, like, Jackson's friend kept making a birthday cake that episode. I I liked that for some reason. It reminded me of Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Um, then there was another episode where Miley and Lily sneak into the school to get Miley's tape back because I guess she accidentally confessed her feelings for Jake, I think. Um, and then of course the he could be the one episode when she's trying to pick between Jesse and Jake. Honestly, I'm so glad that she ended up with Jesse in the end. And of course, the very end of Hannah Montana, I sobbed at the end. My two crying songs are I'll Always Remember You and Wherever I Go. Like, I bawled. And like, I remember in high school, we used to listen to these songs because we're like, it's the end of an era, it's the end of a chapter. Like, those were our songs that I just cried because it's so sad seeing the flashbacks of her going through her, her wardrobe and seeing all the, you know, experiences in Hannah Montana. It was it was amazing. Um, and I, I just loved, love, love, love this show. Other songs I loved, He Could Be the One, Who Said, Life's What You Make It, Pump Up the Party, but of course, and best of both worlds, obviously, but of course, my absolute favorite and everyone's favorite is Nobody's Perfect, hands down, the best one. Um, but something I learned that I feel like I I knew and I had read like a while ago, but I forgot about, but I re-remembered it, I guess, when I was doing the fun facts video. But Hannah Montana actually had an alternate ending. So the very end of Hannah Montana, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, um, Hannah or Miley is saying goodbye to Lily in the airport. And of course, the real ending, we know that then Miley decides to not do the movie and to go to college with Lily. Also, side note, how did they both get into Stanford? Don't really see how that was possible. But in this alternate ending, Miley is saying goodbye to Lily at the airport, and then you see this scene where it goes, it's not like a flashback, but it just goes to this other scene where you see, like, a, like a young Miley um, singing in her bedroom, 
with like a Barbie doll or something. And then her parents come in and it's her real life parents. It's Billy Ray Cyrus and Tish Cyrus, who is, you know, obviously Miley Cyrus's real mom, obviously in the show, Miley Stewart's mom passed away. So this is Miley Cyrus. This isn't Miley Stewart. So then they're saying like, Miley, you know, you have to go to sleep. And she's like, I was giving my fans an encore. And she's like, just one and be like, no, three. And so then they tuck her in and it's all about Miley Cyrus saying that she wanted to be a pop star. So this ending kind of painted the picture that the entire story of Hannah Montana was actually just a fantasy and it wasn't real. I'm so glad that they didn't do that because I said it before, I think on the podcast somewhere, I don't know when, but one of my least favorite things went of how shows or movies end is when it was like, it was all a dream because I feel like that's just a cop out in that they couldn't come up with a good ending. So they're going to like throw this for this in for like a huge shock like oh my god it was all a dream and it changes everything but I feel like again that was just it's pretty unoriginal and it's just like a cop-out and it's not it's like their way of like having a big shocking ending but without like a lot of thinking and creativity that went into it so I'm really glad that they didn't do that um okay as for oh I remembered, wait, before we get into Hannah Montana, the phenomenon, I wanted to say one more thing about the show that that's just something I've noticed about Disney Channel, and please don't think I'm weird for noticing this, but I remember in the series finale of Hannah Montana, um, Miley is saying goodbye to Jesse, and Lily is saying goodbye to um, Oliver in the airport, and obviously they're both trying to kiss their boyfriends goodbye, and there's this old couple walking in front of them with all their luggage, and they have like the huge cart with all the luggage on it, and then the luggage falls off, and they keep stopping in front of the couples as they're trying to like say goodbye and kiss goodbye, and so Disney obviously did that, that way you wouldn't show the kiss, and this always made me like wonder and think about how Disney changed over the years, because earlier on in the show, like of course you have that whole episode where Miley had to kiss Jake so they didn't include it so I wondered if like as time went on Disney tried to get more like PG and more like less not progressive but like covering it up and not doing the kissing as much because you know they just didn't think it was appropriate anymore as you know we're getting more like becoming more PC or but then again I thought maybe it had less to do with Disney and more to do with the actors themselves. And so at the end of Hannah Montana, they're like 18, 19 years old. And I feel like it's not going to be like a quick little peck between these like 12 year olds. It's going to be like more of a makeout sesh. So I feel like maybe they thought it was un- it wouldn't be appropriate to show like two 19 year olds like kissing goodbye or something on a Disney Channel show. So that was always something that that made me think about. Um, and like I've noticed it also in like DCOMs that they've gone away from kissing and all that. It's just something I've noticed, observed, and wondered about. Um, okay, now Hannah Montana, The Phenomenon. This was insane. I remember the amount of birthday parties with all like the plates and the napkins and everything with her face on it, school supplies, everything was Hannah Montana. I remember when she went on tour for the Best of Both Worlds concert. I am going to sound like a spoiled brat, but I th- I was like 10 years old, just putting it in reference. I remember throwing a tantrum because I didn't win concert tickets like on the radio. I remember like sitting, like I was lying down in my parents' bed, like kicking my legs, throwing, crying because of how upset I was that I didn't win the, the tickets. I was ridiculous. I ended up getting to go a little bit later and it was it was so fun. But a fun fact about me, I have an irrational fear of fireworks. So I did 
didn't end up even staying for like the encore when she actually sang best of both worlds i made my mom and i leave because like they that's when there were the most like fireworks on the stage granted we were super far away like it's not like we were on the floor or anything um but i was i was 10 years old and i was afraid um since then i've gotten better i'm a huge concert person i absolutely love concerts i've been to so many if you wanted to give me a great gift it would be concert tickets i've seen taylor swift twice justin bieber twice post malone twice a lot whatever but i love concerts so i've gotten a lot better and i can handle like the fireworks on the stage and that kind of stuff um but but when it comes to like fourth of july i i don't go outside for fireworks because they just freak me out they're just super loud and it always freaked me out like when the fireworks would come down where they would go like would they burn someone it also had to do with the fact that we had a block party for like fourth of july when i was younger and one of my like our neighbors were putting off the fireworks and um they put they didn't do it one of them like misfired and my friend who was very young at the time she ended up like getting burned with the sparks and stuff on like her back and her arm and it always freaked me out since then so I really don't like watching fireworks outside unless they're like put on by a formal like thing like over the water you know um like I saw them last year by the Brooklyn Bridge like in New York and I was fine because like that was like a real like properly done by a big company they know what they're doing not just like your neighbors um who are teenagers so yeah but that's a side note um and then the last thing for Hannah Montana is I just have to mention my favorite video games on the website because there were a lot. Definitely the one where Jackson is working at Rico's and he has to, or like you're Jackson and you have to bring everyone smoothies or ice cream on the beach. And then there's another one where you have to like, you see Hannah's look for the evening and you have to go into her room and find all the clothes by a certain time and then like dress her or whatever and then my favorite one was like hot shot photo pro or something where you're the paparazzi and you have to take a certain amount of clips of like a certain amount of pictures of hannah montana on the red carpet or something loved those and now i thought i would end with that the only reason that because obviously i just spoke a lot about hannah montana the only reason that hannah montana is number two is because i feel like i can't watch the episodes over and over again like i know the story too much and i feel like this show is more serial in the fact that like episodes kind of relate to another like you you, it's not always that you have to watch the last episode to know what happens in the next episode, but to an extent you do, especially later on in the series. Whereas my number one show, I could literally watch over and over and over again. And that is The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I think this show is hilarious and timeless. This was the first thing that I watched on Disney Plus when I first got it. And if you know me, guys, I love Disney. Like, I'm a huge Disney fan. So when Disney Plus came out and I first heard about it, I was screaming. But honestly, Sweet Life is the only thing I've watched so far. I watched High School Musical, the musical, the series, but that's new. But as for rewatching old things from my childhood, Sweet Life was it. And I'm going to start by because I have to talk about Sweet Life on Deck, obviously. Now, Sweet Life on Deck doesn't come close to the original, but it did give me some things that the original didn't, like obviously more substantial relationships for the twins, and that's obviously because they got older. I preferred Zach and Maya over um, Cody and Bailey, and that's just because I like Zach more than I like Cody because, you know, he's the funny one, 
all that. He's not the nerdy one, I guess, which is ironic because, like, now everyone loves Cole Sprouse. Not that they are as, like, they are their characters, but I don't know. Um, but I liked Zach and Maya because, of course, it's, like, the same thing that I mentioned before where it's, like, the guy who's the player and he gives up his ways for the girl who's worth it all and blah, blah, blah. I totally wish they didn't break up, um, but, you know, it's a show. The other major thing that Sweet Life on Deck gave me that um, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody didn't was a proper series finale. So the finale of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody isn't anything special like that ties up the show at all. It's not even a real episode. All it is is like looking back at some of the best scenes from the show over the years. Um, but maybe they did this at the time because like they knew that Sweet Life on Deck was going to happen. So they would do it like then as like kind of tying up the entire story of them. But the finale of Sweet Love on Deck makes me cry every time. The graduation with that song that, like, is, this is now, goodbye. Again, I'm sorry for my singing. Um, and they show that little yearbook at the end with, like, all the pictures of the cast. I, like, will bawl. Especially, you know, if I see it when I was, like, graduating high school or graduating college. It always hits me. Um, but, yeah. But, like I said, Sweet Love on Deck isn't the original. Most of the episodes I thought weren't that great. And it was really just, like another exotic prank or something gone wrong um but some of the best episodes were like the crossover episode of um wizards on deck with hannah montana uh that was epic but the original crossover of that's so sweet life of hannah montana was better and i think that was like the first ep- the first crossover episode because i know they've done like crossover episodes with like good luck charlie and jesse i don't think i saw it maybe i don't know but this, the original That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana, which was Hannah Montana, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, That's So Raven. That was great, especially because those are my top three favorite Disney shows. Um, but the only other Sweet Life on Deck episode that I really loved was when Maddie came on board. And it was great because you kind of got it. You saw like her and Zach had that thing and it was cute. Um, okay. As for the original, literally there's so much to say about Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Like I said, with Good Luck Charlie, so many more of the jokes are appreciated now that I'm older. For starters, I think Zach and Carrie were my favorite characters. They just had so many great one-liners. It was like it was so fun and I I got them obviously now when I was, you know, rewatching it this time around. Also, Maddie and London's friendship was great and the amount of guest stars from High School Musical was spectacular. Before I say some of my favorite episodes because there are a lot, um I just wanted to say my favorite games on the Disney Channel website. Um, they had to be tipped in trouble where you see where you like are Zach or Cody and you have to hang posters for Carrie's show across the hotel, but you're trying to do without like getting busted. Also, the pizza party one where you're like collecting coins without running into Mosby or anyone else. And then the candy stand one where you're trying to steal candy without Maddie noticing. Those are my my top three. Okay, so. Um, my favorite episodes, the high school musical one, of course, when no one thinks Maddie looks like Sharpay, like that was classic. And like, I've got beef between my teeth, like the whole floss thing. That was great. Also when Zac Efron guest starred and London pretends to be smart and like has Maddie speaking into her ear to get him to like her. And I love that part of the episode. And the the other half of the episode is um, Cody moves into the coat closet because he thinks Zach is like a pig and super messy. And Cody starts to like host a party in this tiny closet. I loved it. It was so funny. 
Also, when London loses all her money and moves in with Maddie and has to see what, like, life is like for her. I really like that one. Also love the Sweet 16 episode where you're kind of going backwards between, like, Maddie and London have their Sweet 16 on the same night. Um, I really liked that one. And it was really fun to, like, see the extravagance from London's side. Um, the ghost episodes, Sweet 613, I'll never forget that one. The second episode when Cody enters the beauty pageant to win money to get bikes and hello, young Victoria Justice. Crazy. The Prindle episode when Mosby teaches London to drive. I never knew what the L stood for because obviously it's not on a gear shift anymore. And whenever Mosby said, it doesn't stand for, it's not Prindle, it starts for park, reverse, drive, neutral, and low. Like, he yells it, so by the time he gets to the L, he's so high in his pitch that I couldn't understand what he was saying. Um, but obviously now I know it stood for low. But I love that one. Then the Romeo and Juliet kind of episode where London falls in love with the son of the owner of the St. Mark's Hotel. And Maddie is, like, going back and forth and bringing gifts to the two of them. I thought that one was um, very cute. And one of my favorites to this day, um, actually, I'll end with that one. So, and then I love also the con artist stays at the hotel and he pretends to break his back and they catch up, like, um, but they end up catching him because Maddie pretends to be like this um, Russian like um masseuse or something and she puts hot rocks on his back and she goes like, what you know about boo-boos? You know, Bob kiss, you know, Bob kiss about boo-boos. I love that episode. But one of my favorites that I to this day remember the commercial and the promotion for this episode was um, this the basketball one. So it was airing on New Year's Eve and me and my brother were staying at our grandma's house and she used to love to watch this show with us all the time. And it was the episode when Zach is on the basketball team and he accidentally kisses Max out of excitement when they win a game or something. So then he like, you know, quote unquote, takes one for the team and goes on a date with her. But of course, then she finds out and she gets mad and all that. But I loved that episode and um, I thought they were cute together and they would they totally make sense. And I wish they didn't write Max out of the show. Like I wish he had stayed longer because we love Allison Stoner. Um, but again, I could literally go on and on, but I won't that, um, because I don't want to bore you, but that's my list of favorite Disney channel shows. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and it wasn't super boring for you because it's probably super long. Um, but otherwise I encourage if you haven't seen some of the shows I mentioned, you should totally check them out. If you have Disney plus they're phenomenal and nothing on the Disney channel is like it's there's nothing on the Disney Channel now that can come close to what was on in the early 2000s. Um, but that's all for what I have to say this week. I'll be back next week with for another show. Um, I might do the Nickelodeon shows since I mentioned that. Um, we'll see. But otherwise, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Both are at Not So Critically Acclaimed. Thank you again so much. We hit 30,000 followers in this past week. So that's exciting and mind-blowing that there are 30,000 people out there who care what I have to share. Um, so I love that. And I'll continue to be posting Easter egg videos and Newsflash They're Married videos and all sorts of fun things. So be sure to check that out. Please also rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts. It was, it's always nice to, you know, read feedback, things I can change or improve on. Um, 
And if you ever have like something, you can totally DM me on Instagram. Um, if you DM me on TikTok, I still don't have a phone number attached to my account yet. So I'm waiting for my 30 days to be up. Uh, and since I had it connected to another account, so I can put it on this account and then I could respond to DMs. So, it, But if you have DM'd me on TikTok, I totally see it. And I'm appreciative if you've given me um, examples of Easter eggs or you're just like thanking, like not thanking me, but like saying you like my content or whatever. I totally see it and I'm totally appreciative. So again, that's all for the Not So Critically Acclaimed podcast and I will talk to you guys next week. So thanks for listening. Bye.